1: Uh, we appreciate all of you paying attention to the 415ers podcast. As always, three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game, Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings. You can follow Mark on social at Mark Grandy, Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. I'm on social at eGiddings10. Um, you know, Mark, it, it's an interesting time of year because, look, the 49ers are fortunate enough to have wrapped up the division. I think this is the earliest that they have done it since 2011. Um of course, you know, that's a benefit. You get a chance to rest up, load manage, get set for the postseason while still having your eyes on maybe the two, or I guess technically they're not mathematically eliminated from the one seed, but I would expect, not yet. <laughs> I would expect Philly to to grab that eventually. Um, but you also start to look at, all right, who's on the horizon? Like what kind of postseason matchups because the 49ers be looking at. Now they could be looking at a potential Uh, first round preview this weekend with washington and we're going to dig into the commanders in depth on our friday preview episode but you know right now they're matched up i believe with the giants um you know at the bottom you're also looking at the detroit lions starting to creep up where people are throwing into the conversation of you who you don't want to see in the first round of the playoffs can't believe i've ever heard that about the detroit lions (laughs) before but mark have you have you sort of I don't know, begins to, to map out a potential, maybe not postseason path at a you know multiple game level, but who the 49ers could be matching up with in that first week of the playoffs.
2: 100%. I think you have to at this point. I, I don't know if the, the team is as much. I think they are less worried at this point, worrying about who they might play. They'd rather just get the two seed, guarantee yourself two home games if you're able to win that first one. And then, you know, whoever you play, you play. Um, uh, but, but I mean, looking at the, for, for me specifically, taking away from the team's perspective, uh, pretty clear that you have four options the Giants, the Commanders, the Seahawks, and the Lions. I think of that group of four, something that, that you just mentioned, honestly, I might be most scared. Of the Detroit Lions, uh, that's it's strange. I mean, they have the best offense of the group, and it's not particularly close. Jared Goff is quietly and without really much recognition, recognition having a fantastic bounce-back season. He does not get enough credit. Uh, they have a pretty scary offense. They have some dudes at wide receiver. They recently got Jamison Williams back, who was the best receiver in college football, a year ago before suffering a a really bad knee injury and that that cost him a few spots in the draft and the first, what, like 13 weeks of this year, 14 weeks of this year, he's back. They have Amon Ross St. Brown, who's one of the better, most exciting receivers in the NFL. They have like a trio of, of running backs that, that all can beat you. Jamal Williams is leading the, the league in touchdowns. Deandre Swift is as explosive as any. Uh, So I'm scared of the Lions offense. I do think the Niners will be able to beat any of those four. But if you're a 49er fan and you had your druthers, I think I'd rather play a team like the Giants or the Commanders over Detroit. I'm not exactly sure how to feel about the Seahawks in a postseason game. That just feels difficult to stomach as a 49er fan because you've, you've been dealt so many blows by the Seahawks over the past. Um, but I'm trying to avoid the the Lions. They are, besides the Niners and the Eagles, the hottest team in the NFL. So I'm, I'm trying to avoid them. Uh, give me the the Giants or the Commanders. Maybe we'll get a little bit of a preview here this week, as you mentioned, but I got a feeling it's, it's going to be the Giants. They picked up that big win Monday night uh, That that is gigantic for their postseason hopes, and maybe it's enough to keep them in that sixth spot, but we'll see.
1: That's interesting because, well, one, you do know that if the 49ers pull off your prediction and become the two seed in the playoffs, they are at this point looking like they're going to face the Detroit Lions. Like that would
2: be your reward. Yeah, but it's worth it. It's worth it for a second home game. In my opinion, like again, I get to that second home game. True. I mean, I, I, to be fair, (laughs) I preface it all with saying, I think the Niners will be able to beat the Lions, but I think it, it might be the biggest challenge for them of that group of four. Um, but to me, more important than, you know, thinking for for the team's perspective, more important than thinking about who you might play and should we try to lose this game? Should we try to get the two seed? Should we avoid this team and as a result, you know, lose this game? You don't think about that. You do what's best for you in your control, which is win as many games as you can, get the two seed, guarantee two home games again if you win that first one. And you deal with who you face. Maybe it would be a little different if, say, you know the the Eagles were this were this juggernaut, and they won the first six games of the year, and they were undefeated, and and by far the best team in football. And then Jalen Hurts went down with an injury that cost him two months, two months, and they fell to seven and seven. And then they get Jalen Hurts back for the stretch run, and they win games. And suddenly they, they sneak into the seven or the sixth spot. Mm-hmm. And then you are playing. that. Like, that's different. It, it's not like the 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 Lions are this juggernaut who is suddenly finding their form because of injuries early in the year. They're not that kind of team. If, if you were if, – if that scenario, an Eagles injury that that bounced them down near the bottom of the pile, if that was in the cards, then maybe you start actually thinking about trying to avoid them. But none of those four teams that are possible – are worthy of that kind of respect. So the Niners get the two seed deal with who you play. Hopefully you get two home games.
1: No, I'm with you. I, I just, I think it's funny. Uh, number one. Well, I, I have been on the lines for a little bit. I I do yeah, like you, Detroit. You predicted going to they're beat, gonna the beat, the, yeah, yeah, gonna beat the bills. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were going to beat the bills on Thanksgiving. Um, and as much as it pains me to say, I did think they would beat the Vikings. Um, In which they were favored to on the road a couple weeks back. But no, no, no. I I say all this to say it's just funny how, like, we'll talk about certain postseason teams and, you know, it's kind of their their threat level to the Niners or, you know, their dark horse ability. Did you know that the Detroit Lions as a franchise have won one playoff
2: game in their entire (laughs) existence? I believe it was 1992. Uh... If, uh, if the Detroit lions get to the playoffs and even if they're just competitive, oh my God, the city of Detroit is going to crown Dan Campbell King. I think he might already be up on the throne. <laughs> he might. Someone just needs to get him a crown at this point. No,
1: it's, <laughs> it's like, it, it's just funny. I mean, you know, they, they have that type of postseason history. Uh, the New York giants meanwhile have, you know, pretty excellent recent postseason history. We're not, we're not going to look at them as a threat and nor should we, uh, but you know, right now, if we're looking at some of the games, I like this is just what I would encourage fans to do is if you can, obviously if you have the time, I would try to watch some of these teams that the Niners might be facing down the line. Obviously, you want to tune in this, you know, this Sunday for the, the one o'clock sleeve because you want to see Washington. But look, the Lions are or on Saturday, pardon me. Yes, yes. And then but you're looking at um, you know, the Lions and the Panthers could be an interesting matchup. But the, but the one that I got my eyes on, Mark, would be Giants at Vikings, so Mm. New York at Minnesota, and that also could potentially be a playoff preview if the Niners in this hypothetical jump Minnesota, and then they would face either Detroit, maybe Washington, but that could be a first round preview. So there's a lot of kind of interesting, you know, regular season tail end. I'm not sure how coaches are going to play it, if they're going to load manage team, if they're going to keep some plays in their back pocket, but there are potential, you know, playoff previews here this weekend on Christmas Eve.
2: So I think what could be really, really interesting, we talk about those Cowboys you know, also. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts injury is something that everyone is going to be keeping their eye on. There's, I mean, I, I know if, if any of our listeners, you know, are in, into, Sports betting in, in the NFL, there was a gigantic swing in the that line for the for the Eagles Cowboys, and it was before the Jalen Hurts news came out. So you know Vegas was ahead of everyone else in terms of the news, and he knew something was up when when Dallas suddenly was a favorite. You're like what the hell is going on there? And then the news came out, and it was Jalen Hurts. So we'll obviously be keeping on, keeping an eye on that. Excuse me, but we talk a lot about the Niners and and who they might be playing. In the first round, the Niners could also maybe make this more difficult on the Minnesota Vikings. Let's pretend for a minute that Minnesota is able to hold off the Niners and Minnesota gets the two seed. If you're the Minnesota Vikings of that same group of four that we're talking about with the 49ers, Giants, Washington, Seattle, Detroit. If you're the Vikings, who are you most scared of? I think it's also probably the Detroit Lions. You just mentioned a little bit ago, they played a couple weeks ago. The Lions were favored, and they controlled that game and won. If if you're the Niners, you, you want to beat Washington, one, to help your chances of getting that two seed. But if that fails, and you're unable to get the two seed, but you still hand Washington a loss, that helps Detroit potentially sneak up into the seven spot, and the seven spot plays the two. And who knows, maybe the the uh, Lions do the Niners a gigantic solid. They upset the two seed, maybe not even much of an upset based on, on how Vegas looks at it. But they upset the Vikings. And suddenly the Niners, despite the fact that they are the three seed, they would still be in line to host two playoff games if they win their first one. So it's not only looking at what the Niners might do in terms of who they're trying to play or who they try to avoid. But it's kind of a a two-pronged thing because on the flip side of that, whichever team you're not getting, the Vikings are getting it. And who might the Vikings be most scared of? It's it's an interesting way to think about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I would – this may come off as strange, but I would be more afraid of Washington. And the reason Mm -hmm. is because I think they're the more balanced team of the three. Detroit does have a higher-powered offense, but to me that can be maybe not – completely taken away but negated and limited by san francisco's top tier defense the one thing detroit does not have is an ability to stop teams from scoring they're involved in a lot of shootouts although they played pretty well against the jets on the road this past weekend for me it's washington because they have something that the 49ers have not faced i think maybe even throughout this season outside of perhaps new orleans but that's a dominant front on the defensive side, so a defensive line that is very, very good. Speaking of Pro Bowlers, they could have three of their four front defensive players in the Pro Bowl. Washington could, and they also have a quarterback that is kind of a dual threat guy. Like I, I think, I, I honestly think there's a lot of uh, Taylor Heineke in Brock Purdy, or <laughs> vice versa. <laughs> now they're both pretty limited quarterbacks, but. They have a a Uh. similar path, shall we say, as guys that were overlooked for reasons that are a little bit different. Brock Purdy, I think there's a lot more tape on him, so there's a lot more to critique out of Iowa State. Uh, Taylor Heineke, I think, was a James Madison, so he was an FCS quarterback. So he gets thrown in kind of the Trey Lance group of, well, you didn't play major Division One football. So he gets overlooked a little bit, but they're both pretty mobile. They both don't have great arms, and they both find weird ways so far to have won. I mean, Taylor Heineke's first real big stage game was, I think in the 2019 playoffs when he almost beat Tom Brady yep. and the Buccaneers or 2020, sorry to me, uh, pardon me. Um, but then also, you know, you look at playoff teams and like one thing also I'll keep an eye on is like, I expect the Four to win against Washington, but something you have to pay attention to is if those two, if two teams play a second time in a season, I get a chance, and this is why I might be afraid of Seattle a little bit. There is some sort of, I don't know if there's a correlation between losing in the regular season and winning in the postseason, but sometimes you get a better look at your opponent and what they want to do when they dominate you because you know what adjustments to make. The two examples that come to my mind recently are, are I think the chiefs in 2019, this was the 2019 example. They lost to the Titans in the regular season, beat Tennessee in the playoffs to get to the super bowl. And also to go back, I think it was an the new England Patriots beat the New York giants in the regular season before losing in the super bowl. So I think they're, Look, I'm not saying if, if the Niners beat Washington on Sunday, that that means that, that the commanders automatically have an advantage if they face in the postseason. But I do think with familiarity between the two and having seen them live, I do think the Niners catch some teams off guard just because of how physical they are from the jump.
2: And if you already have a taste of that, I think
1: it would help in postseason play. That's why I would say Washington.
2: Interesting. I definitely respect their defense and especially the front, as you mentioned, uh, you know, getting chase young back as well. That's, that's extremely helpful. They are fearsome up front, but uh, they're I mean, I, I have respect for Taylor Heineke. You mentioned kind of his journey. He actually played at, at old dominion, mostly oh, pardon uh, his, his career there, FCS. I think in his last year there, they actually transitioned to the FBS, but as I mean, your point still stands, overlooked at the college level, not playing, you know, highly ranked college football. Um, And he really only got his shot in that 2020 year because of the, the roster, you know, expansion for COVID. He was the kind of the emergency quarterback that stayed away from the team for Washington, the the Washington football team at the time, um, because uh, you needed, you needed. In, in the age of COVID, if your quarterback room gets COVID, you know, one player gets it, they're likely all going to get it. You need kind of that safety blanket away from the team to come in and help out for a couple of weeks. And that's what happened. He came in and he played well enough. And it was late in the year that they kept with him. And as you mentioned, he ultimately almost beat Tom Brady. So a fantastic story, Taylor Heineke. But unfortunately, he just does not scare me. And the rest of that offense does not scare me. I think that uh, the the Washington defense very well could limit the Niners the most of that group of four. I mean, certainly it's between them and the Giants, the Seahawks, and the Lions' defense. Just simply not on the level of those other two. Um, but I just don't think their offense can do anything against this forty nine er defense. And the Niners have shown if they need to win a game thirteen nothing or whatever it was against the Saints, they can do that. And and frankly, I'm not so sure that the Uh, The commanders are going to put up many points on the Niners, if any at all, if that situation arises. So I kind of agree with you in respecting the defense, but I just don't think they can they can stick with it offensively enough to really make that game too competitive.
1: Well, we'll certainly find out this weekend and we're going to dig deeper into that on our Friday episode.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?